Lions fans. It's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions podcast. Your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. And now, two guys who have never dropped a Matthew Stafford pass. Chris and Case. Hey, howdy ho, Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions podcast, episode 327. God, if they're all emergency podcasts, can any of them really be an emergency? This is the official Detroit Lions podcast for Reddit. I'm your dashing host, Chris, and with me are my gorgeous friends and not-so-bad-looking co-hosts, Andy, also known as Sandman, and Jeff, the Riz Risen. How are you boys doing today? We, we got a lot to talk about, my friend. Is it a busy day? <laughs> <laughs> just, just a little bit. <laughs> Standard Sunday for me, I guess. I know, beat up by the fire last night. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they, they talked a little bit about it that uh, Matthew Stafford was traded to uh, the Los Angeles Rams for one Jared Goff, two future first rounders, and a third rounder. We got highlights, smile of its style, and a great show lined up. You guys ready to go? Let's do it. Let's kick this off and break it down. And a big smile of its reference there. <laughs> Only Detroit kids will know. All right, uh, we'll get right into it. Matthew Stafford traded to the Rams, two future firsts and a third, and a young fella named Jared Goff. Guys, all sarcasm aside, I feel like this is a steal, and we can talk about all that because I think there's a couple people that are a little worried. Um, but I think this is great. I mean, right off the top, we got a two-time Pro Bowler for a one-time Pro Bowler. Right, right there tells you how great of a deal this is. Oh my God! To let a fire. Uh, fact, factually true. <laughs> yeah, that is, that is indeed factually true. Not accurate. Um, Matthew Stafford made the Pro Bowl only once in 2014. Jared Goff made it in both 2017 and 2018. Both more recent. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep. And Stafford was an alternate. So there you go. There you go. Just keep putting the, the torch under there. Okay. Okay. So let's let's talk first off about the switch off and just in talent at quarterback. Okay. I think that's probably a good place to start. And I think that's uh, where a lot of people are hung up. And then we can talk about salary cap and, you know, what this play is. What is it? Is it Holmes just locked into the guy that he loves and knows? You know, we'll, we'll figure all that out. Um, but first off, you got a starter. You've got a starter for the team. And that's, that's probably good news because mm-hmm. ahead of yesterday – we only had five draft picks and no quarterback other than Chase Daniel. <laughs> that was the oh! position to be in for the Detroit Lions, was it? <laughs> no, not ideal. Not ideal. And, you know, honestly, this type of move shows me that Brad Holmes has a plan and he's going to stick to his plan because unlike Bob Quinn, he's not going to risk entering the league year without a quarterback that he has, you know, hope in. You know, we, we went through that once with tight ends where Bob Quinn thought, I'll get a tight end. I'll get I'll get a guy. It won't be a problem. Oops. <laughs> Oops. Ran a whole year with no tight ends on the roster. <laughs> Brad Holmes is not going to do that. He got a quarterback that is going to be a good transitional quarterback for us. Yep. You know, I don't think he's going to win here the way he won with the Rams, obviously, because we're in a rebuild. But he's a middle tier quarterback. I, you know, I, he's better than I think anybody else we would have potentially gotten and we need to be a little excited about that at least 
That's that's the exact angle that you need to take. Let's say they were trading with the the Broncos. Uh, is Jared Goff better than Drew Locke? Yes, he is. is if it's Miami, um, which wasn't going to happen, but there were people that thought, is Jared Goff better than Tua Tagovailoa? Yes, he is. Um, straight face. Yes, he is. Where's that draft um, to a crowd? I keep asking and they never. Raise yeah, they, 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 they've gotten awfully quiet lately. Um, if, you, if you talk about um, Dallas, is he better than Andy Dalton? Yes, he is. Uh, so you're, you're getting you're getting a guy who has taken a team to a Super Bowl. Uh, now, obviously, that's that's stretching uh, a lot. Uh, that's a very big stretch. He was part of a team that went to a Super Bowl. <laughs> that's uh, yeah. that's the way you need to look at Jared Goff. But uh, he did. Hey, he's thrown for over four thousand six hundred yards twice. Um, he has done it twice since the last time Matthew Stafford did it. Uh, he was not uh, a good fit for Sean McVay. Is the long and the short of it. Just as uh, uh, you know. We've had quarterbacks that didn't necessarily fit with coaches before. I think Matthew Stafford probably wasn't the best fit with Jim Caldwell, to be honest with you. But uh, you know they, they made it work, and I think that's where we're at. So uh, getting getting golf to be the and, and I will be I will be surprised though not shocked because I'm shocked that he's in Detroit. I will be surprised if Jared Goff is not the full time starter for the Detroit Lions in 2021. Aside from what they're paying him. He is a competent quarterback. He is capable of winning games. Um, we'll go back go back to the, one of the playoff games he won. Now, he won it in New Orleans because the pass interference didn't get called. We all know that very well. But The rest of that game. game he, I mean, that's the difference maker in that game. But yeah. they were in it for the rest of the game. Let's he, not, he was he was great in that game. He was he was fantastic in that game. So uh, don't don't tell me that he is the reason why the Rams weren't winning. Uh, he did did he obviously have an impasse with his coach? Yes, he did. Did he need to go? Yes, he did. Uh, I think that Lions fans should probably be a little bit more excited about Jared Goff than what they are. Um, and I say that as someone who has trashed Goff regularly. That's yeah. that's where I'm at. Yep. I think and, and I think there's a couple, you know, there's a, there's a couple angles on that, but I want to hit these super chat uh, and address the disco party in my, in my house right now. Uh, Ryan, thank you so much for your super chat. Best Lions pod. Appreciate the Sunday coverage, man. This is obviously something to do. But Ryan, thank you so much for joining and, uh, and hitting the super chat with us. Dan, morning, guys. We got our bridge quarterback and we could have done worse. Now we don't need to rush into taking a flyer in the draft. What do you think now at seven? And I think we'll, we'll get to that. That what do we think at seven here in, uh, yeah. in the show? We've got a couple more things to cover ahead of that, Dan. So for sure, we'll be on that. But. Look, we did get our bridge. What we got, again, I want to I kind of set the table to where we were on Friday. We had no quarterback. We had five picks this year. And number seven, whatever you're going to get at number seven is probably not going to be your guy if you're Holmes and Campbell and, and everybody else. You have to package something else up to get to the person I think that you want that's going to be your guy at quarterback. And with COVID, limited play time, everything else that happens this year. This is the most dangerous year to take uh, somebody at a position that has one of the highest failure rates uh, across the board of a position. This is a sensible way to get yourself either a bridge or maybe a starter. We don't we don't know that because you're right, Riz, he's done very well in the past. He's done poorly in the past as well. He's, he's not yes, had he that has. consistency that you want to see. We've got a nice bridge. But what also we have is next year we have two first-round picks now. And if we can see, based on the data, which Jared Goff appears 
we can use the 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 capital we have this year, that extra third, and the other four, now we have six picks this year to start that rebuild on the team. We have a real quarterback, an NFL caliber quarterback who uh, PFF in the preseason had Goff rated four slots higher than Stafford, and NFL.com had him four slots lower than Stafford, right? And we we have we have our sense of where he's at, but you have a competent NFL starter. You're going to be able to draw free agents to that team. If you're planning on doing a tank, if you're trying to go the, the Miami route or the Jets route next year, that's a hell of a way to try to find free agents and rebuild. And then who you got playing wide receiver? Right? Now you got another gap on the roster that you can't <laughs> fill. And or you you spend it all on you do it all in the draft and hope you hit wide receivers and your defense is still the worst in the league and probably getting worse. You, you were in a horrible position. Your last GM left you a, a dumpster fire of a team and a dumpster fire of a roster and no yep. capital to move. You have one of the best outcomes possible. Now next year, you take your two firsts, you draft, you, you just you move up and take next year's Trevor Lawrence, or you give Goff two years and you take you, get, you take your two firsts and you get that year's Trevor Lawrence. You have so much capital to work with now, and so much to do with the draft. This becomes a retooling. And how the hell you can turn five draft picks and no quarterback into a retooling? That's some pretty big magic, I think. And I'm not I'm not trying to be a slappy here, but I'm looking at this as this is a really good move. This is a smart front office move to give your team options and not just burn the place down. And as a fan, I want to have some fun football next year. I'm not going to see the Jets in Detroit. I'm not going to see that Miami tank in Detroit. Ugh. That's kind of nice. I kind of like that. That's you know, that's my take. You know, speaking of options, I think there's one part of this that I really want to get out that I think people are missing. And it's the fact that these are two first round picks, which means options, fifth round options. We are going to have these players for an extended period of time. We had people saying, oh, the Washington football team was offering two seconds and two thirds. Uh, you know, I'd prefer that. You don't have fifth round options on those guys. They're, they can leave sooner. You'll have to sign them sooner. Fifth They're year. building a long-term cheap plan with this. And it's going to be interesting to see what they Another do. point on that. You can trade one of the five first round picks you have in the next three drafts for two second round picks this year. If you want to, mm -hmm. you have that option available to you as well. This is not closing the door and saying they are going to use all of these picks when they do based on Brad Holmes and the Rams history. Uh, they're probably not going to make more than two of them. That's, yeah. that's just the way they are, but they have the ability to move around however they want. Let's say they're, they're sitting at, and somebody they really like is on the board at number 31 this year. You better believe they're going to send that first round pick next year and something else, hopefully a, a, a cap hit to uh, to another team to pick that player. They have the ability to now to double dip in this year's first round or to trade next year's first round for a second rounder that they really like and also get something else back later in this year's draft. They're not locked in to the exact picks that you're looking at. That's that, that's something that I think two people are getting hung up on too much to your to your point, Andy. Mm -hmm. If you want to think about what it costs the Rams to get Matthew Stafford in, in, in total, all the money they've paid Goff so far, plus two first round picks, two second round picks, two third round picks to get up to Goff, to get Goff. Right. Remember, they, they because they traded up to get him initially. Right. So you're talking mm -hmm. four first round picks, two second round picks, three third round picks for 32 year and a whole bunch of money that they paid Goff in the, in the historically to get 32 year old Matt Stafford. That's a pretty expensive buy for them. <laughs> 
All in. And then All in, his, baby. And when his co- his contract is over, they they get their first round pick back. They're they're in a weird spot. They're in a really weird. They spot. haven't had a first round pick since they took golf in 2016, yeah. and they don't have one until 2024. That's crazy. That's, that's insane. Yeah. Uh, two of those went for Jalen Ramsey, including this year's pick. So uh, that that's one of the reasons why they didn't get a first round pick this year. They they gave they do have a second round pick. I think it's number 57. Um, they're giving a third round pick. We don't know technically which third round pick it is yet. They are getting a compensatory pick for Brad Holmes going to Detroit. Uh, as part of the the first Pollard Alliance minority hiring uh, thing that they got going on, so uh, we don't know exactly which one they're going to get. They're also probably do another third round uh, compensatory pick from their free agency dealings in the last year. <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, it could be whatever it is that would be in the '90s or the the late '80s, or it could be like '98 to 104 somewhere in there too. Yeah, not a lot of difference in that range. But yep, yep. Um, as a technicality. Oh, and we also have to add in. The deal is not official until March 17th. It cannot be processed until then. Although if it, if it falls apart now, there is way too much egg on way too many faces on both sides of this trade for that to happen. Yeah. There, it, 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 it's going to happen. <laughs> there has to be some kind of escrow account or something put in place. <laughs> yeah. Stop. Oh man. Yeah. That's crazy. Huge deal. Huge NFL deal. Lot, lot going on. Um, Got some breaking news here, Riz. I think you've, you've heard this, you know, this Andy, Breaking news, DraftKings is live in Michigan with mobile sports betting. Yes, that DraftKings. DraftKings has finished crossing their T's, dotting their I's, meaning you can place a bet right now from anywhere in Michigan. For a limited time, the DraftKings Sportsbook app is offering all players a chance to double their money. If... The Pistons hit a three. Yes, you heard it right. All it takes for you to double your money is opting into the promotion and placing your wager. Then sit back and watch the threes rain down. This isn't some offshore operation like some of those other gambling sites. DraftKings is a legitimate sports book based right here in the United States, so you can be confident that your funds are secure. The DraftKings Sportsbook app, you can bet from wherever, whenever. You don't even need to leave your house. Woo! Who loves that? Riz? Did you, get, did you download it yet? I got it on mine. <laughs> I do, actually. I, I do have it. Yeah. And I do have to add, if you or someone you know has a gambling problem oh, and yet. wants help, oh, not yet. call them. Call them <laughs> Michigan. To, 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 what? No, no we got to do yet. it. Not yet. Not okay. Yet. We gotta, All right. got to do the All last right. part. Uh, no, so go ahead and do it. I'm betting MMA this weekend. I'm just going to tell you right now. I'm, so I'm going go. all in because I, uh, I, I those changing I, I'm, bet, I'm betting on my beloved Cleveland Cavaliers because they are fun. Oh, that's a good one. And you can watch the Pistons at the same time and double your money when they get that three, right? That's right. <laughs> All right. Absolutely. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code DLP when you sign up. For a limited time, all users can double their money if the Pistons hit a three-pointer. That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook is doubling your money if the Pistons hit just one three-pointer. Don't forget, enter code DLP only on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Now you raise <laughs> If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 800-270-7117. 21 and over, Michigan-only eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for full terms and conditions, subject to regulatory licensing requirements. Heck, you will be a lawyer one day, Riz. I swear to God. <laughs> that was so good. It was beautiful. All right. Matthew Stafford to the Lions, or to the Rams. Uh, Jerry Goff to the Lions. Let's talk a little bit about the cap hit here. Uh, and I've heard a lot of people talking about it. If, if you're in our Patreon, you know we have the most intelligent Lions chat on the internet and our resident capologist, uh, Ash, who's who's absolutely fabulous. He did a, a vlog last week 
um, it's the Matthew St- uh, the purge starts with Matthew Stafford or something like that goes in depth onto how we can get I think he, get, he landed a 50 million cap space back without affecting the product in the field <laughs> by just dumping you know some weight uh, great great vlog to see I, 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 I recommend you go look at that because it's it's pretty important but let's talk about what the effect of golf is on the on the on the on the cap in the chat we talk about it the salary cap is nothing more than a social construct so don't get too hung up on it if you need money <laughs> there's money there uh, staff leaves that frees up 14 million dollars uh, but it's 28 million for golf so we're paying 14 million more than we did with staff and I'm leaving 0.2 million out of there I'm just making it easy math here and easy talking so if you think about your quarterback chart levels after 2020 in the NFL, even though he made the playoffs and we only won five games, you got a quarterback that's about five steps down the quarterback chart from Stafford, you know, through through your league rankings, probably. Um, you get the third this year and uh, first of the next two for 14 million that's that's a pretty good price. That seems pretty fair to get to get that kind of turnaround on it. Um, Talked about the guys we can dump. Lastly, we can restructure Goff's deal so it doesn't hurt our cap and we still have space to sign even if we want to hold on to those guys that are kind of dead weight on the roster. The screaming that you hear from folks who are so worried about the cap, it's a social construct. Don't worry about it. This is this is nothing. This does not change our world at all. We have all kinds of levers to pull to do basically anything we want. Do you guys want Robinson? Right. You want to sign Robinson? We can sign Robinson. It's no big deal. We can do it all. It's all just fine. So um, worry not, my good friend. Riz, do you want to correct me if I where I where I swung? No, I, I I think you're right on that. Uh, remember, there is some cap rollover going in as well. Um, so that's uh, you know right now as of, as of the the time this deal is consummated, they will in fact be over the cap. Like you said, that's. That's something that can be gotten around pretty easily. Uh, teams do that all the time. They, they yep. shuffle money around. Um, I, I can't fathom them restructuring golf, but uh, they have they have the ability right. to get money from other places, whether it's – and we'll talk about the the dead weight that we're going to cut out, uh, uh, I prevail style, uh, at, <laughs> as we go forward. There's gonna be, there are going to be a few guys who are on the roster now who won't be here um, after March 17th, uh, and you're going to have to get used to that. And, and remember, this is a team that was – you know, this was a last place team that was uh, trending downward. I don't think we're going to miss any of the players who will be cut, to be honest with you. Um, and um, if you are someone who has consistently bagged on a guy like Jesse James, who I expect to be cut, mm-hmm. um, and I am one of them who has been leading that parade ever since they signed him, um, and I saw him the first day in camp, uh, I you can't be upset that they're cutting him. Yeah. <laughs> don't 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 be that duplicitous. Stand by your take. If you thought the guy sucked before, and now you're going to be upset that they're cutting him, don't just don't just don't be that guy, please, yeah. please. Yeah, yeah. I think I think I think that's a good take, Riz. The, the, oh, the, oh, and by the way, the the Rams are paying Jared Goff more in cap room this year than the Lions are. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and, and that's so, an insane figure. Yeah. Think about that for me. That's how. That says a how much they really wanted Stafford. B how much they really didn't like Goff anymore, um, and that goes directly to the head coach. And C, my goodness, anything can happen with the salary cap because that should be impossible, but it's not. The Rams are making that work, and the Lions will make it work too. Yeah, absolutely. And it's all about those options, man. It, it really is. If if Goff is not good, we, we've got 
okay, two two first round picks, and one of them is going to even be better, right? And right. and, we'll and, and you guys. can get out from under his contract after next season a lot easier than you can yep. right now. Like he, he will be on he will unless they somehow flip him uh, again as part of another trade, he will be not only on your roster in twenty twenty one, he will be your starting quarterback in twenty twenty one. Yep. Uh, unless they can find some someone who's willing to give up. Uh, I, I know that there's talk about, oh, they'll flip him and, and all those picks and get Deshaun Watson. Yes, that would be fantastic. My pants would never be on again. I don't expect that to happen. <laughs> That's going to make the training camp party awkward. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, it would. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's that's absolutely right, and 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 I I don't think it's going to happen. Texans, it's a real mess down there uh, with Watt and um, Fuller and Watson and 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 everything going. It's a it's an absolute. But the only positive player. that they have is that they did in fact hire Robert Prince yesterday as a wide receivers coach. I, yeah, I feel bad for him. I don't know what the heck. Yeah, what the I good, mean, good for Houston. He he's a bright spot for them. Yeah, yeah that mm. that organization. My God, if uh, we said it before, and I've said it in a lot of other places. If you think the Lions ownership is bad, they ain't close to as bad as the Texans are. Ooh. Not even in the same realm of possibility. It, it's like the difference between like um, Mugabe regime in, in, in Zimbabwe and George Bush. It, it's that <laughs> contrasting how, how wild it is. Oh, you didn't think you're going to get an African sub-Saharan politics comment. <laughs> no, but I'm so glad I did. I've learned something, right? <laughs> Okay, so we got that going on. Um, got a couple of a couple of questions coming in from some folks uh, relating what the Lions got in the trade versus what they're apparently offered from Washington, uh, which is more upfront this year. How do you compare it when factoring in the old adage, "A bird in the hand is worth two in the bush"? Sam? That's you know, that's not really applicable to the situation to me because this team is awful. We are horrible. <laughs> we have so little talent on this team that if we start building up right now, we're going to have we're, our stars are not going to align. All of our players are going to start to leave as soon as we start to get to the place that we want to be. We really do need to kind of kick the can down the road. We, we don't have enough talent. You need to build talent slowly before you can make big boom or bust maneuvers like the Rams are doing right now. And the Lions just aren't in a place. If, if we had gotten a first this year and a second this year, you know, are we really going to be competitive in two, three years? When We've had enough of that shit. You know, I think pushing all this stuff down the line and getting guys long term just makes way more sense. <laughs> That's probably why the Lions did what they did, in addition to getting a starting quarterback out of the deal. Right. And I, I really like the the point you're making there because it it's an acknowledgement from all of us who want this team to be very good. They're not going to be good in 2021. And mm -hmm. the sooner everybody comes to that radical acceptance, this is a last place team in 2021. Whether Jared Goff is a pro bowler or not, there is not enough on this team. Whether Matthew Stafford is a pro bowler or not, this, is a, this was a last place team. No matter what happened, uh, barring freakish injuries or, or Aaron Rodgers, you know, falling out of the back of David Bakhtiari's pickup truck or something like that. <laughs> this is a last place team this year. Mm -hmm. the, the sooner that you accept that and realize that it's a temporary status, this is a team that is going to go up um, and could go up very quickly, but not this year. Um, you, you've got to understand that you're going to throw that year out. 
Uh, this this is a year to build to see who fits with the new regime, who fits under Dan Campbell, who's going to be here for uh, at least four of those six years on his contract. There's there's no way they're buying that out before then, unless he's unless he's Hugh Jackson. Uh, that there's uh, and he's not. <laughs> Speaking as someone who knows both men, he ain't that. Um, Think about it like this. You're going to have to deal with the fact this team is not going to be good this year, but they weren't going to be good no matter what this year. So why not maximize what you can do down the road? To your point, Andy, when, when, when guys are, when you're hitting 2023, 2024, um, then you're going to have to pay all those guys that are good right now. Uh, If you're pushing that down, you're spreading it out a little bit more. So you'll have a better idea of the cap room. And a guy like Jamie Collins will be off the books by then. A guy like Trey Flowers will be off the books like then. And they, they're good. They're very good players. They don't fit when this core team that is being built is going to be at its best. They're going to be over 30. They're going to be on the downsides of their careers, the downsides of their contracts. And you move on from that. Uh, I, I'm very happy with the take that they got. Um, and by the way, uh, the Washington, uh, we haven't heard exactly what was offered. If it was a first and a second, okay, you're getting what's, what are they picking? 19? They're, they're, yep. Yeah, they're, ni- yeah. they're 19. Yeah. Um, and their second would be in the, the low 50s. <sighs> okay, let's say you're someone who wants to move up. Is 7 and 19 getting you to 2? Probably. Um, do you really want to get to two this year or and, and start that clock now with the roster that's around it? Or do you want to buy a year with Jared Goff? This, this is what you're talking about, say, man. Yep. Do you buy a year where the rest of the roster can get lifted up? And now you have a lot more assets to lift yourself up. Um, uh, but again, I, I hate to be the guy, but this team's not going to be good in 2021, folks. The sooner you accept that, the better your life will be. I honestly believe that this team will be in the running for the first overall pick this year. I do. This team is that bad. So here's what you do get, though, with this golf trade besides the future piece, right? You got to think about your team as, as Riz is saying through the lens of reality. Number one, the end, you know, last week of the 2020 season, what, what did you have in the front office? Nothing. It was a big old zero. It was done, right? They were gone. All right. Well, who, what do you, who's your quarterback? Chase Daniel. Oh wow! Okay. So let's, let's, let's take a look at the, the defense there. What do you get? What do you got for defense? Let's talk about how how your defense is set up. Those linebackers, the defensive line, all that pressure they get, the great showing by your safeties. Is, you got nothing on defense, right? So you don't have a quarterback. Your offensive line was okay. How about how about wide receivers? Are we good there? We we looking good at wide receiver? Geronimo Anderson fan fan club right here. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. But but at least you've got a punter. And 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 Matt Prater. So well, no, Prater's a free agent. Yes, Prater, as, free as is Don Mulebach, and I, I got news. I think both of them might not be back. That's that's very possible. That's very very possible. So now you're looking at that team. Well, at least you got picks in the draft where you can fill in those those couple of holes that you have. Right? You got a whole array of five picks. So if, help me if they use one of those on a specialist, I'm going to snap Brad Holmes' neck right myself. If you think the biggest problem this team has is Jared Goff, you don't know what the hell you're looking at as far as a football team. Now, let's what's happened, right? What's happened? You got a front office now. You got you got a front office that looks really good with Holmes and Dorsey. Campbell's got a voice in there. Disner's got you know his fingers working the uh, working the uh, uh, the levers on the on the on the salary cap. You got a really good team. You got a team of coaches that you went from absolutely no credibility with Matt Patricia 
right? He was playing a, a, a role, if you will, kind of that imposter thing going on to a whole slew of former players, guys that have done it before. And they're going to ask you to do the things that they did. Maybe not the Oklahoma drill, but the other stuff. They're going to have you do the things that they did. And they're going to have credibility in doing it. And they're maybe I'll talk to you from positions of champions and from uh, good positions of, of knowledge and success historically. Right. So the front office from where it was on December 31st to where it is today is frankly a complete turnaround. You can't do that with a roster. You just can't. And you can't do it with only five picks and this roster. This move gives you not only flexibility, it gives you a quarterback that's NFL caliber. I mean, is Jared Goff Patrick Mahomes? No, no, he's not. We're he's we, not. We're, uh, what, what's our other best option at quarterback? And don't tell me it's a rookie because you're going to surround him with no t- no no yep. one that can catch the ball. You know, I don't think you're signing Kenny Galladay, to be honest with you. And, and I'm not sure I want to because the guy can't get separation. While Goff does have a bit of an arm, I don't know that he has the accuracy to get it in like Stafford could, and which really diminishes the, va- the value of Galladay, and his value is pretty inflated in his head. I don't know that you're going to land at a spot with, with Galladay. So, I mean, you're just in a really, really tough spot, right? And you've got your front office in place. You've got a quarterback who's an NFL caliber quarterback. you got a line that is pretty well set in the offense that can protect him. You've now created the the sort of core of a landing spot for free agents. Because free agency, especially with the few number of picks we have, is going to be key for the Lions this year to put any kind of product on the field at all. Absolutely. I think you have the ability to draw some people in now where you didn't before. If you had Chase Daniel taking snaps, Robinson isn't even going to consider coming to Detroit. Like he's the guy I focus on. Right yeah, now. He, he's seen that movie before. Yeah, oh, yep. He sure has. He sure has. But you look at what we've, what we've built since December 31st in Detroit and you can tell guys, you know, look, we're going to do our best this year. This isn't probably the year, but year two, year three, you could be part of one hell of a, a rebuild and a, one hell of an, a story in the NFL that a lot of people have been waiting a lot of years to see. There's a heck of a lot better story with Jared Goff there and all these picks and all this opportunity going forward than Chase Daniel or, you know, any, any Locke or anybody else taking mm-hmm. snaps. There, I don't know that we have a better option taking snaps behind center on this team for next year. There you go. I, I did my little rant. Thank you, Luke P, for yeah. the super chat. Uh, and uh, hopefully, somewhere in there, there's a little Kool Aid for you. <laughs> yeah, you're 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 rationing your Kool Aid for future use. Yeah, um, <laughs> I think there might be a drought so, in the future. <laughs> yeah, there might be. So the, the angle, one of the angles that we need to talk about is how Brad Holmes. This is this is the first move he's made as a a general manager in the NFL. He knows this is how he's going to be judged. Just as Martin Mayhew was was judged on on picking Matthew Stafford and then picking Adamican Sue, that was those the two you know primary things that that he's ever been known for. Yep. Brad Holmes was always going to be the guy who traded Matthew Stafford for Jared Goff, and he seems very comfortable doing that. I like the fact that he knows Goff. He scouted Goff. He's been around him. He believes enough in him to bring him in at least as a bridge quarterback for a year or two. And I think that's how we need to view Goff as, as a bridge for a year or two. I don't, God willing, he'll he'll be the long term solution. He winds up being better than Stafford is in Los Angeles. It, it or, could or, happen, or or mm-hmm. serviceable, or serviceable, right. right? I mean, he becomes the uh, he um, could be he, he could be right, yeah, or or Kirk Cousins, yeah, yeah. When when he plays well, the Vikings are damn good. Yep. When he doesn't, they're they're probably not going to do all that well. I I and I think that's sort of the level that he's at. 
So, you know, there's, uh, sorry, I just got a text that, uh, 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 threw me off a bit, uh, <laughs> uh, but but uh, I, I like the fact that Holmes believes in Goff enough, having been around him that long, and Ray Agnew as well, coming from the Rams, that they they thought, okay, this this is this is a good deal for us in Detroit. We are aware of what we're getting. We're aware that Stafford probably makes the Rams. I don't I don't know if they're the leading contender to win the NFC next year, but they've elevated themselves. Uh, that that's that's a playoff team, oh, barring absolutely. Stafford getting hurt. That that that's a really good football team. They're all in to win now. I I like the acknowledgement that that the Lions are not there. That they they can make they can still win this trade long term by the assets that they got with guys that they know that they can they can get, and that that, that makes me feel better. Uh, and you know. I, Everything we've seen out of Brad Holmes is that he's a smart guy. He's a calculated guy. Yep. He's not a guy who's going to, to rush into snap decisions, unlike John Dorsey, who does do that. Uh, there's there's the feeling that, I don't know, uh, there's the big, the big thought. Do you trust Brad Holmes? In this trade, yeah, I kind of do. I really mm-hmm. do. I think he's earned that. Yeah. Yep. Um, let me ask you another question that came in. This is from Logan from the Slack last night, and uh, I thought it'd be a good one. Um. Does this feel more to you like a Holmes trade, a Dorsey trade, or a combination? And I think this is a good point because, Riz, you're talking about how this is kind of Holmes' first go as a GM, and he knows Goff, but there was all this talk about collaborate collaboration (laughs) amongst everybody. And this doesn't, you know, on the surface doesn't smell like that. What do you think? I don't think that Dorsey had a lot of input in this, to be honest with you. I, th- I think he was, um, from everything we've heard, he was at the Senior Bowl this week um, and handling that angle of things uh, so Holmes could hire coaches and work on this deal. So I don't think I don't see his fingerprints being much on this deal at all, to be honest. Yeah, you know, I, I think that this is all Brad Holmes. And I think that there's a reason why we got the haul we did. I think that there's a reason we traded with the Rams. And that's because Brad Holmes basically eliminated the Rams' ability to bluff. He knew. He knew that they want out of the golf situation. He knew that they thought that they were in win mode now or win now mode. You know, and I think when you know, have that information, you can be very you know, upfront with the team you're trading with. Like, this is what we want. I know we have something that you want. Let's be honest with each other. And I think that both teams come out of this feeling good. And I don't know how often that really happens in the NFL where a team where both teams get to feel really good about what happened. But if I'm a Rams fan, I'm excited about this. If I'm a Lions fan, I'm also excited about this. And uh, I think that as far as first moves go, this is a pretty great one. You know, and it reminds me, and, and I think back in, in, you know, the older folks will remember the Roy Williams trade with Dallas. That one mm-hmm. stung Dallas for a long time. There wasn't a whole lot of talking between Jerry Jones and Detroit for a number of years after that one. Coming out of this, there's still a good, I mean, it was an absolute win-win. And there's still opportunities between the Lions and the Rams to make deals as needed in the future. There's They're still talking, right? There's There's no... Um, there's no silent treatment or anything from anybody here. So I think that that's a sign of a really good move because you need those relationships and you need to be able to work with other teams in this league to build and, and change and trade and so on. So yeah, this, this is definitely a win-win. I know some people are hurting about this 
And um, I say, I know how to alleviate your pain. Go to cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com. Set yourself up with some of those wicked CBD gummies. They're the greatest. Or the oil. It's all good stuff. It all takes care of your your needs for pain, insomnia, and anxiety, which I think some folks are, are dealing all with all of it, including specifically with the cap. But we tell you you don't need to. If we're not good enough and we don't give you the therapy you need, go to cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com. There's two kinds. There's the normal CBD stuff that's going to take care of your pain, anxiety, and insomnia. And then the other kind is the magic kind. It's the stuff with Delta 8, the chill line. Come on, focus. There we go. The chill line. And that is, um, that's the kind of stuff that's going to plant you in your couch for a good couple hours. If you, if you have those gummies or the oil, it's delicious and, and good for you. Good for head. So uh, head over to cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com. Use keyword lions and check out, save 55%. There's also a, a flash deal going right now. Um, save 70. If you use code save 70 at checkout, you'll save 70% off any edibles. So if you're looking for that buzz and they got the now super Delta eight, which I haven't gotten to that yet, <laughs> but I, you know, with my, my, my advice with the gut, with those, those Delta eight ones, the first time just eat one and, and let it go for a while. You know, and when I say a while, I mean a couple hours um, and just take the ride and see what it is. And then you know how to take care of yourself after. My neighbor decided he needs a half from now on, and I know a guy who ate one and in 20 minutes didn't feel anything, so I'm going to eat another one, and then he lost a couple hours. So just be careful, because they're good for you. <laughs> they carry your head, and uh, cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com. There we go. Okay. We got Jared Goff, and we'll- uh, can, I, can I break in right here yeah, for something for that sure. I just got uh, sent to me by my boss at USA Today? Yes, yes. Uh, Matthew Stafford told the Lions they could send him anywhere but New England. That's a direct quote. <laughs> Wow. Not a fan of the seven layer dip. <laughs> nah, nah. <laughs> Not a fan of Matt Patricia being back there. That's, That's crazy. Because you know he could do wonders with that team. With those guys coming back from COVID, like if it was about winning, that's probably a shot where he a place where he's a really, really good shot. But you knew, I mean, you just knew that. Oof. That tells you where Patricia ranks amongst NFL. That's how how effed up Detroit was under him. And it's why he's not a defensive coordinator. Cause as we yeah. just talked about with, we had a win, win deal. There's a lot of bridges burned. I think yes. when he was a coach. So on that front, because this is something that, that people talked about, John Dorsey was only a consultant last year. Um, he wasn't, that's because the Browns were still paying him to go away. And if he took another job, they wouldn't be paying him to go away. That's where Patricia is too. He's not going to take a job this year because the lions are still paying him. If he, if he signs on as a coordinator somewhere, that money goes away. So he's, he's getting paid to be a consultant this year. They're, they, he might not do anything. Who knows? Um, they're, mm-hmm. just, they're just retaining him. That, that That is a very common thing. That's there, There's a lot of those guys who wind up being consultants for a year. Good work if you can get it because you're getting paid by two different organizations. As someone who has to work the time on that go away check, I, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Um, let's see. Is there anything else on the Goff or, and Stafford trade that we need to hit? We talked about the cap. I know... Uh, Ash is going to put a vlog very specific to the cap implications. And I'm going to tell you, um, Ash is brilliant with the cap. This guy, he he knows the ins and outs of the rules, and he can explain this to any level. So I think that's coming today or tomorrow. Watch the YouTube channel for that. Riz, did you have anything else you wanted to hit on this? Or in the chat, if you guys have any questions, you can hit us with those too. Yeah, uh, the only thing is, is that um, 
I just the the rea- my my initial I, as you know I, I wrote this this morning for Alliance Wire. Check it out there. I woke up and didn't know that this was going on. Um, I went to bed early last night. Uh, I uh, and I, I I was in bed from and media free from ten p.m. ish to about seven fifteen this morning. I had no idea what was going on. I picked up my phone and I'm like, oh crap. <laughs> And so instead of like reading through everything, I saw, okay, this is, this is what happened. And my base reaction, and I, I did write it for Linesquare, but my, my, my thought was this, this, this makes sense because it was something I wrote yesterday that the, the, the Rams are an unlikely trade destination for Stafford. And here's why I didn't, I didn't consider the fact that Brad Holmes could get them to throw two first round picks into the deal. That's, that's a stunner for me. So the fact that he was able to get that, and just don't be wedded to the fact that you now have mm. two first round picks in 2022 and two first round picks in 2023. Those can be, can, and probably will be moved in one form or another. Don't so. Um, and, and to go back to something else that Andy said um, about the, the timing of the, the ascension of the lions. Let's talk about this draft for a little bit coming out of senior bowl week. They're not, there's no combine. There are a lot of players who are going to be drafted before the Lions pick who didn't play a down of a football this year. Mm-hmm. This is the weirdest, weirdest, wackiest, most messed up scouting year ever. Yep. We have less yep. information on any of these dudes than ever before. Do you really want to load up on picks now for that? Or do you want to have more picks next year when everybody's going to be over-scouted to the gills, man? Right. Uh, that's that's something else. And I think Brad Holmes is cognizant of that. I Knowing John Dorsey a little bit, I think he's very cognizant of that and probably said that coming from Mobile. Like, hey, we don't want things this year. We want it next year. And let's, let's not undersell the idea that the scouts that are in place right now are Quinn's crack staff of scouts, not home staff of scouts. So not only you're handicapped on the side where you can't get the scouting of the talent, you can't get at the talent to really do the scouting work you want. God, those uniforms are awful. You, oh don't, my have, God. you don't have your guys. <laughs> this way, <laughs> it gets better. Um, you, you, don't, you don't have your scouting guys in there doing the scouting. Yeah. You talk about being at a disadvantage. Holmes and the Lions this year are scouting. I just don't see reaching for a quarterback that isn't absolutely 100% your guy. And so I think this is a good move. Loretto, so happy for him. Why are people talking like Goff is the worst quarterback in the league? Can the Lions deal Goff again? And how much more is Goff over Stafford? Um, how much more? We got about $14 million over Stafford. Yep. Could we deal Goff again? Yes. Yes, we could. Yep. Um, oh, back to the $14 million again. There it is. <laughs> the salary cap is a social construct. His, his backgrounds are always so, <laughs> so good. Um, and Goff oh. is not the worst in the league. Uh, as we said, PFF at the beginning of the 2020 season had Goff four positions higher in their quarterback power rankings than Stafford. And so that tells you about whatever you want about PFF. And NFL.com had him four lower. So look, you're in the same realm ish. Of quality, we all I think as as Lions people who who know Matthew Stafford inside and out and have seen enough of golf and playoffs and so on can say that Stafford's probably a better 
uh, uh, quarterback than Goff, but he is not without his warts. Let's let's just put it that well, way. Yes, yeah, Stafford's way more talented than Goff. I think is yes. you know he's got more tools to work with, but tools don't necessarily mean that you're going to be a successful quarterback in the NFL or that you're going to work in certain systems or that you can work in all systems for that matter. But I what I do think is that Goff was brought in here by Holmes to compete, and it wouldn't shock me. If Goff turns into a long-term solution here, if he plays well in 2021, yeah. it it wouldn't shock me at all. If that, that was, that's if that's that another angle. Out. This is a guy who's motivated to prove that his old coach was wrong about him. Mm-hmm. He, he was good enough to be the number one pick in the draft, not too, too terribly long ago. Was that a reach? Yeah, it probably was. And but, two Pro Bowls, two Pro Bowls, and a Super Bowl right. appearance, and one playoff games. You're not looking at a guy that's devoid of. You're not looking at Mitchell Trubisky here. You're not looking at Nick Mullins here. Mm-hmm. Um, you're you're getting a guy who has some very impressive credentials. Is he as good as Matthew Stafford? Hell no, no, he's not. But this is a guy that he could he could parlay that chip on his shoulder into something that that you know. You all know. The, the hey, I'm proving these guys wrong that they were wrong to give up on me. Yeah. We, we, we see guys like that all the time in every sport. Yeah. It works a lot. Uh, yep. Don't don't be surprised if it doesn't happen, or if that does happen for Jared Goff, too. We, we can't count on that, but don't rule it out either. Yeah. And we have to keep in mind that he's seven years younger than Stafford. You know, people, you know, we're not trading a 33 year old quarterback for a 33 year old quarterback. Goff is 26. Yeah. He's and got he had, tons of time left. They have the same thumb injury. <laughs> so, the doctors will be ready for each other. Yeah, so really quick, uh, Matthew, thank you for the super chat lines made out. Well, Goff needed a new start. Absolutely. And this is, this is the other piece of it. There's a little bit of McVeigh. you know, Goff wasn't McVeigh's guy. Right. And there Correct. might be a little bit of confidence issue that McVeigh's in Goff's head and so on. This staff that we have here, in, in, in Detroit, as far as offensive coordinator, um, as far as head coach, the set of expectations that are going to be put on Jared Goff, the ability to build confidence and do it with credibility with guys who played. I think that says a lot for an opportunity to build a guy back up who really needs it. Is it going to work? You never know. But I, I, I think you know more now getting Jared Goff as your quarterback than you do plucking any one of the guys that we might be able to get at seven in the draft. I, I absolutely believe that. This is a, a known commodity. Could one of those guys have a higher ceiling? Possibly. But how does that tend to work out? If you look at the last 10 years, the guys drafted in the first round, there's a whole lot more busts than there are wins. And when it isn't your guy, and with all the stuff we talked about again, it doesn't make sense to dive in on that. With that being said, Dan, he hit us earlier. We said we would talk about it, and he, he did remind us again in the chat. Thank you, Dan. Um, let's talk about um, number seven now. What do you do with pick number seven in the draft in the light that you have a quarterback? And I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna poison the well a little bit with with some thinking, but uh, you guys don't have to you don't have to take the poison. Don't you don't have to bite the apple? Um, with a guy who now needs targets, <laughs> he's mm-hmm. he's not gonna be able to hit guys like like Matthew Stafford can. What do you do, Sam? Man, what do you do with number seven? Do you still draft a quarterback? Do you get him targets? Do you go? Defense? I'm I'm going wide receiver, and I'm going wide receiver hard. I think. As far as need matching up with roster, wide receivers are our biggest need. I think, you know, you can argue we have the worst defense the Lions have ever had, and that's 100% true. 
But this draft is an oddity in that there's nobody in the top 10 that I would even consider drafting defensively uh, that I would feel 100% good about. If you can get the top wide receiver or a top two wide receiver in this draft, um, you know, we have to do it, you know, not to go to Billy Bean here, but we have to replace catches. We have nobody on this team to replace the catches that we're losing. We're losing Marvin Jones is 60 something. We're losing Kenny Galladay's, you know, what he normally would have caught. We're losing Amendola. You know, we've got to make up 150 to 200 catches and we're not going to do that pure wide receiver free agency picks. We're just not. Even if we can get an Allen Robinson, it's just not going to happen. We need talent there. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that extra third sure helps. I was feeling the same way. There's not really anybody on defense in the top 10 that I'm 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 just throwing a pick at. It just doesn't feel like the right pick at all. I was like wide receiver and then all defense. But but now you got that that extra third round. Boy, you can start doing some things. Uh Riz, why do you want to get Cade Jackson from the Senior Bowl in the first round? <laughs> oh god. Oh man. <laughs> One catch for 10 yards. He had a game of his life. <laughs> I, I heard Jeff. Jeff was on the Ben Mason train, seventh overall. <laughs> I th- you, you got me. Um, I, I have. Uh, I, I'm. I'm with you guys. You got. You've got to replace targets. It has to be a draft priority. It has to be a free agency priority. And yes, they will find ways to pay people. Um, maybe not. Maybe not Allen Robinson. I don't know. They, they, there's still a chance to make that that type of deal work. Um, there are creative accounting ways. Mike Gisner is one of the best in the league. Um, don't take our word for it. Take uh, ESPN and Forbes. Both rated him as one of the, the top up-and-comers in, in football. So mm-hmm. uh, have some faith that they will be able to to fix them. You will see at least one wide receiver drafted in the first two picks. I'll be shocked if that doesn't happen. Yeah. yeah. Um, who's it going to be? I'm not wedded to anyone. Uh, Devontae Smith looks great. Jamar Chase looks great. Jalen Waddle looks great. There, there's a lot of dudes, man. Give me Rashad Bateman at the top of the second. I'm fine with that. There, there's a lot of really interesting receivers in this draft. I like the idea of having your quarterback and and his top target sort of grow up together and maybe get him into the system a little bit beforehand. Uh, I, I, I like that. Sort of the, the, the Marvin Harrison um, who got to Indianapolis before Peyton Manning did that, that type of relationship. I, I, I think they can build that. So I, I'm looking – Again, there is not a defensive. There is not a single defensive player worth a top ten pick in this draft. Yeah. Um, so they're, they're not going to go defense if they're picking a seven. If they do, God help us because it's it's going to be a reach, yeah. um, a bigger reach than Okuda was at three last year. For those of you who like to, to crap on that pick, uh, <laughs> I I, th- I think you're going to see wide receiver. Uh, the line is pretty. I mean, your offensive tackles are set. Um, whether it's Big V or Crosby at right tackle, Decker is is. It was great as a left tackle. So you're, you're not taking anybody there. You're not taking a tight end. You got Hawk. He's a pro bowl tight end. He, he was the, the best tight end in the NFC last year. So where are you going? You're not going running back. You're going wide receiver. Uh, I, I think that's uh, unless they're wowed by Zach Wilson or Justin Fields or Trey Lance uh, or are, are they are pa- or their package. Yeah. Or they're packaging it to move up and take those. If they truly believe that that's their guy. We don't know that yet. We we don't have any way to know that yet. Are you wowed uh, by I any of those guys at quarterback, Chris? Uh, what's that? Are you wowed by any of those guys at quarterback? Uh, not 
especially. Uh, I have not watched enough of Lance or Wilson to have more than a cursory opinion on it. Justin Fields, I'd rather wait, although I wouldn't hate it. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a lot of things that he does well, but he is – he benefited as Mac Jones at Alabama did. He benefited a lot from having a lot better talent at his disposal than the defense could ever defend. And I think that that, that leads to a growth curve into the NFL that can be troubling for some quarterbacks. And I, I don't know him personally well enough, you know, or, or people around him well enough to know if, if he's a guy who's going to be bothered by that, but some guys, some guys rise above that very quickly. Um, other guys never do. And yeah. I, I have that worry about Justin Fields. Yeah, yep, yeah, I'm with you. Zach, I got to hit his uh, super chat. Thank you so much. It ain't over. I think they'll swap picks with the Colts this year because they need an extra quarterback, a first rounder for them next year. Um, I'm, I think we've got a quarterback. Uh, or I guess they could trade Goff to, to the, the Colts. I just don't see them doing that. I don't know if they even have room to, to, to move that around in any way and still keep their, their team. Yeah, I, I honestly don't know if there is cap punishment for the lions for trading golf. I think, I think the Rams are absorbing all that, but if they flip them, I, I, I actually don't know that. that that's a question for Ash. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Watch for that vlog to come soon for sure. <laughs> all right. Um, Chase Daniel isn't getting cut. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. We'll see. Seventh round. I'm, I'm all in a wide receiver. Uh, I'm, I'm packing my defense with the rest of, of my picks. Basically I might get a second wide receiver. Just because if you think about what you could do with um, Riz's fave, Cade Jackson. No, um, Although I do like Cade. He, he didn't show well in the game itself. He didn't seem to get the, the ball, but he was open. But uh, I think, you know, uh, that extra third rounder, we got a decent wide receiver class this year to choose from. You get yourself a nice first rounder. Use that extra third rounder to get your wide receiver and, and just go all in on defense. And, and you, you feel the team that's a lot of fun to watch. And you got young guys that you can grow with this quarterback and your next quarterback if you need one um, going forward. I just think that's that's the play for the team this year because the, the biggest – the biggest gap is is the defense because it was so bad. But without Matthew Stafford winning those five games for you, um, <laughs> you need somebody to catch the ball. You need to score some points. It's, it's a point-scoring league these days. All right, Rams are doomed. That's last shadow. I don't know if it's quite that bad. I think they're a favorite to, for the playoffs right now. Good for them. Um, let's see. Can, can I ask a question? Are yeah. we going to root for Matthew Stafford and the Rams next year? For 15 games. <laughs> yeah for, for you know i want to see stafford do well i think the rams team is good enough that they'll you know win games i stafford doesn't have to do it all on the rams like he did with the lions you know and if they're gonna win i hope that stafford you know gets the benefit of it you know i'm, I'm already envisioning his madden rating going from 81 to 90 just because he went from the lions to the rams and with that new picture you know how could it help it I mean, yeah now he's officially a top five quarterback you know i'm 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 excited <laughs> to see all that but i'll always be a stafford fan always yeah. um so i hope he does well but you know if they don't <laughs> then you know I'll, I'll tell I, you, I don't think i'll root one way or the other i'm i i, I love matthew stafford i'm a stafford fan but I was a Lions fan before he got here, and I'm going to be a Lions fan after every single one of the people on the roster today retire. So I, I absolutely hope Matthew Stafford wins 15 games next year. Um, I hope he goes to the Super Bowl and wins the Super Bowl next year because I know the chances of, of, of the Lions doing that 
are low. I would love the Lions to beat him as much as I love him. It's Lions first, and that's where I lie. But uh, if I'm going to have a second team, it's going to be wherever Matthew Stafford is. That's that's kind of the way I look at it right now. This is you know I'm here for the logo. He was uh, the epitome. He, his new picture, he looks a little bit confused there, Sam Man, <laughs> with your background. But <laughs> otherwise, <laughs> he's still got the same studly action going on. <laughs> but yeah, there it is. 15, 15 wins cute. for Matthew Stafford next year. Although okay. there's the one thing you have to think about, and as Brian says, the worse the Rams do, the better picks we get. So you, you, you're like, it, it's all a little bit of a stinger. <laughs> and, and somebody brought that up on Twitter, and I forget who it was, but it's a national reporter. Uh, and the the reaction they got was like, he he actually mentioned like, you know, Matthew Stafford has had injuries in each of the last three years. Obviously, he played through them this year, but um, he's like, the Rams are taking a bigger risk than y'all think he, they are, and his. His fall, his mentions got absolutely destroyed. <laughs> so uh, it, it's already out there that, that Stafford is going to be the chosen one by the national media, apparently, yeah. um, or, or at least the, the, the that fan. So we're going to have to deal with that. That's going to be t- that's going to be tough for us to deal with yep. um, as a Lions fan base. I'm like you, Chris. I was a fan much before Matthew Stafford got here. I'm still a fan after he leaves. Um, I'm, I'm rooting for the Lion, not the guy wearing the Lion uniform. Yeah. Um, now that he's not here, am I gonna am I gonna root against him? Hell no. I'm, I'm not. I'm not a petty ass. But uh, just one game. Um, just one. Yeah. Game. He, he's he's not. He's not any more emotionally beholden to me than than Quandre Diggs is or Darius Slay. Right. Yep. There you go. Brooks Elliott. Thank you so much for the super chat. He's uh, he backhanded calling me out. Nico didn't do anything in the game yesterday, but are we still high on him? I'm. I think. I think Nico has all the skills. I. I need more time with with him. He took that that COVID year, and that might have might have hurt him. He he looked good in in workouts. He looked like he had some skills. He double clutched a couple times. Had a couple things where he wasn't quite as sharp as we wanted him to be. Um, he's going late. I think he's going late if he when he goes. But he definitely has the physical tools to become a a, a good wide receiver in the NFL. So I hope it works out for him. I hope it does. Uh, David Webster. Another super chat. Some really good coaches flock to work with this front office staff. Thoughts on how the free agent market players view coming to this team now. It's not the same. Yeah, that's the big thing. If you have Chase Daniel at the quarterback instead of Jared Goff, I don't think free agents are even looking at it at this team. But I think mm. the way they've set this up now, I mean, because you sign, you don't sign a one-year contract generally. You sign a multi-year deal. You're looking at getting in on the, on the bottom and being part of the, what made that team great. And if you're one of the people that makes the Detroit, Detroit Lions great, and takes the Lions to a playoff win, a Super Bowl appearance, a Super Bowl win, those things along the way. Um, you will forever be lauded in the in Detroit, <laughs> uh, Detroit uh, history and lore. Uh, it's a heck of an opportunity for somebody who goes out and you have to have an ego to play in the NFL, right? You, you absolutely have to uh, to go out there and, and perform and be have that confidence to outperform people every week. To, to to take that to the next level and know that you have a legacy that lives on beyond your time in, in the city, if you pull out a win like that, I think it makes Detroit a much, much more attractive place. What do you guys think? Am, am I am I drinking too much Kool-Aid on that? <laughs> a little, but not. it's not, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> this staff is insane. I, you know, and, you know, I, I could probably talk about this staff for two hours, but I think when you have a coaching staff that's basically built on former NFL players, there's something to that. Those guys know how to talk to guys. They know how to get the most out of guys. They've been 
at the top. They've been at the bottom. They understand. And I think that if we're going to lure free agents here, it's going to be the fact that this is a player's organization now. Mm-hmm. We have not been a player's organization for a, a, a little bit at all. Good I mean, goal. Matt Patricia was anti-player if he was anything. So once you once you become a player's organization and, and guys can come here and feel free to be themselves, you know, that's kind of like the Seahawks motto, right? They let guys be themselves. And that's kind of what I feel like we're going to have here. And I think that there is a draw to that. So if you're looking at team 1A and team 1B and one of them happens to be the Lions, I think you choose the Lions. We've already seen that with coaches. We've yep. you know gotten coaches from other teams that had equal opportunity. And they decided to come here to be with the staff. So I think time will tell, but can't be anything but excited. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think the Lions have done something different than they've ever done before this time around, at least in my lifetime. I've never seen a front office staff or a coaching staff built and put together that is this good in Detroit. Um, this is this all bodes well. Uh, building a team... If you look at how, you know, like the Chiefs are right now, it's top to bottom good. If you look at how the the Patriots were in their dynasty, they were top to bottom good. And it looks like this is what the Lions are working for and toward is the top to bottom good. It's all about the roster now, and you can't ne- do that nearly as quickly as you can with a, a front office or a coaching staff. So, uh, Loretto, if a w- team was willing to take on Goff's contract, what picks would we get for him? A second and a third? Are we going to get comp picks for Stafford? Riz, you know anything about that? Thank you, Loretto, by the way. Uh, we will not get comp picks because it's a trade that only comes yeah. from free agency. So uh, let's explain the comp pick thing because there's a lot of people on that too. Um, you only get comp picks if your net free agency is a loss. Do we want this team to not sign free agents um, so they can get a third or a fourth round pick um, from guys who leave? Um, well, let's say Kenny Galladay leaves and signs a three-year, $60 million deal with the Chicago Bears, which could happen. Okay, If the Lions sign guys who add up to more than $60 million, you're not getting that comp pick because you have been a net spender in free agency. You want to be a net spender when you're a terrible team uh, because that means you're adding more talent than you're getting in a, a 2023 comp pick for a guy that left you this year. Um, uh, I, I think fans look at comp picks backwards. A comp pick means that you are willingly making your team worse in the near term to get a, a third or a fourth round draft pick down the road. Um, they are wildly overvalued. So, so don't, mm-hmm. don't ever think of those as a consideration in a deal. I will tell you firsthand, John Dorsey hates them. He loathes the concept of getting a compensatory pick. I know he did in Cleveland. We asked him about it. He's like, they're pointless. Uh, and I, I expect they will have some influence on Brad Holmes on that too. They're tradable now, though, so that does that does help. They are. But that, that, that is but. that is that is one positive to them now. But uh, so no, uh, as far as what they could get for 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 Goff, now that the meat's taken out of the the contractual sting, I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe he brings you two seconds. Maybe you can flip him to. to to the 49ers for the their offer of two seconds and two thirds, which they don't have. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, I, I happen to think that the 49ers probably wouldn't have much interest in that because they've, they've had a lot of good success against Jared Goff. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I think he's going to be the quarterback in Detroit, and I think we need to accept that. Yeah, yeah. 
for sure. Uh, okay, keep going here. Let's see. Uh, absolutely, Ash, you get comp picks by drafting too many dudes, and we're not there. If you didn't see his his take on dude theory, that's, uh, I think, the, the probably most accurate way to evaluate teams these way in their draft picks. It's uh, We invented it in the Slack chat, and it's really it's pretty good, pretty good stuff. Um, Jay Miller, thank you, sir, for the $5 super chat. Appreciate that. And then Fab, this is Riz's reminder for his thoughts on Dom Capers. Yeah, um, that's going to get recorded later today. Um, I got preempted on that. (laughs) (laughs) You went to bed early Uh, and the world blew up. (laughs) I did. I I absolutely did. And I spent yesterday, um, I I had my first official, well, it wasn't technically an official day off because I published five things before 6 a.m. But then I spent the day with my daughter. Uh, She had a volleyball tournament. We hung out together and it was great. And I didn't write anything. I didn't even fire up my laptop after that. Um, It's the first time that I haven't written anything between the hours of 6 a.m. and 10 p.m. Uh, probably since April, May, maybe. Mm-hmm. So I need I need a little downtime. So uh, I'll, I'll get on that though. Thank you for the reminder though. I appreciate that. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Queen's finest. Who do you think will be the Colts' next quarterback, and where will Watson go? Um, I hate to skip over you, Andy, but Riz has this Houston connection. <laughs> <laughs> I think Deshaun Watson will be the quarterback of the Houston Texans in 2021 for better. And probably for worse. Do you think he's going to sit? Their ownership does not understand what's going on around them. They 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 literally don't. They they are completely clueless uh, in a in a very painful way for the members of my family who are Houston Texans fans. <laughs> it's 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 legitimately very difficult to watch it happen. Um, it, it's like watching. A loved one die with, with hair and needles in their toes. It really is. It's it's that you know you, you can only do so much for them if if the desire to help themselves isn't there. There's only so much you can do, and it's not there right now. So I think they believe that they can make it. So Deshaun Watson will want to stay there. That was um, such a hiring, sad hiring, hiring, hiring who they did. <laughs> Um, and it's it's it, it's rough, man. Um, if you if you want a good picture of it. Um, read the timeline of Lance's airline on Twitter because he's got a lot of good stuff on it. He is very much plugged in, uh, and he 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 knows. And it's he doesn't think it's he doesn't think Watson's going to be traded. John McClain from the 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 Chronicle, who is the the veteran of all veteran reporters around the league, he doesn't think it's going to happen. Uh, cap people tell me that it can't happen, although they've said that Goff can be traded either. So you you won't throw that out. The only possible trade that there would be would be him going to Miami and Tua going back the other direction. That, that's the that's the only one I would even consider entertaining as a as a plausible idea. That's it. What and what was his air yards? Tua's air yards. Uh, it was it was Three. less than Chase Daniels, believe it or not. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to remind the the draft to a crowd. That's all. That's all. <laughs> I forever want to remind them they shall be re- relegated to Kellen Moore fanboy status. He's about the same size. Yeah, there you go. Um, God, I can't believe how much people inflated to. Oh my God! Right, right. that still pisses me off. Honestly. The, the fact that you would not accept even the fact that he's broken every freaking bridey part that you can be broken. The fact that he's small, the fact that he doesn't have a great arm. Y'all got taken, man. Come on. Just admit it. Move on. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't, doesn't mean he won't be an effective NFL quarterback, but I, I would absolutely take Jared Goff over to a tug of Iloa going forward. hundred percent. No doubt in my mind. Yep. None. 
Yep. LAX Challenger piping in. Always remember the Lions have never lost a Super Bowl game. That's proudly displayed in our uh, subreddit, Detroit Lions over there on the Reddit. Uh, Jay, they're planning on OCDC leaving position coach a promotion guys plus a minority hires help. Aaron Glenn becoming a head coach would be great. This team, the front office is absolutely built, and I, and I know from my source um, that this is absolutely built for guys to come in and grow and to get better and get promoted, whether inside or outside the organization. That's absolutely what the front office and coaching staff has been built around with uh, with all the changes this year. And I love it. That's where if you want to if you want if you want to be an employer, a, t- a choice, you'd go to a place where people can challenge themselves, grow, get better and then move to the next level inside or outside the organization. Right. If you create an organization where people can do that, people want to come there. And then they have a harder time leaving, even though they could go somewhere and move up. A lot of people have a harder time leaving because it's such a healthy, vibrant organization. They may wait an extra year or two to see if they can get the the promotion internally at that organization. Makes for a really, really healthy environment. And again, it starts at the top. Like, 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 you know, Campbell and Holmes are saying, it starts at the top. This whole attitude. We saw how the attitude was with the last front office. We saw what happened with Slay and Diggs and, and, and so many of the other players. Um, it definitely starts at top, and and the way this front office is built, the the way the coaching staff is built, it, it it's just a whole different vibe for this team. I, I said it before, I'll say it again. I think it may have been a little bit of a mistake for Stafford to leave, but it just depends how much time he has left. Imagine, you know, if you want to really see the ultimate value in this trade, Stafford only plays the next two years and then retires, <laughs> which is a real possibility. Which is an absolute possibility, just because of how hurt he's been, you know, mm-hmm. for so much time. He's going to a place. He has a shot to win. He can make his decision after two. So years. that means that the Rams wouldn't have their first round pick in twenty twenty three to replace him. Exactly. <laughs> just, just exactly. Like that seat. Yep. yep. <laughs> there you go. Crazy stuff. Uh, big deal. It's a big deal. Uh, I think this will probably be the biggest deal in the NFL this season, this off season. Don't you think? It. It very well could be yeah. because uh, Aaron Rodgers crapped on the, the thoughts that he wanted. I was right on that, by the way. I, I deserve the horn for that. Oh. He was negotiating in public. <laughs> he ain't going nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. I think I think that's going to Hey, guys, don't forget about the Patreon chat. This is the most intelligent Lions chat on the Internet. Head over to Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. You'll get access to our Slack chat. Riz, Sandman, me, Case. Everybody, all the coolest people are all there, and you get to learn all about the salary cap, dude Ash, theory, and Wisco, so much Chris. more. Yeah, yeah, Party Ash. people, Greg. Let's go. Oh, everybody, <laughs> all the cool kids. All right, so head to the house there. Also go to Twitter at DET Lions Podcast, DET Lions Podcast. Give us a follow at Jeff Risden. And you can also check out Sandman Rams at Sandman7773. <laughs> I saw that. I saw what you did. <laughs> give us all a follow. We appreciate that from you. Also, if you want to give us a call on Skype or leave us a message, we'll put you on the weekly podcast. Call us at uh, Detroit Lions Podcast on Skype or on the Lions line at 929-33-LIONS. It's 929-335-4667. Also, be sure to go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Subscribe to the podcast so we can pop up, show up, and dribble down your ears automatically. Thank you for tuning in. We're going to see you next time on the Detroit Lions podcast. Remember, no pants, no toasters, no hot tubs, and no problems. Let's read Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. (laughs) 
Final seconds winding down, and look at that. How big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bag, start the plane. This show is over. You've had enough of that shit.